exciting. It's been a long journey, you know. I mean, David reminded me that it was three three years ago that we were at TNA. I thought it was two years ago. He's like, no, it's three years time ago. Flies. Yeah, yeah, time does fly. So uh, it's been a crazy journey since then. You know, three years ago, I was embroiled in this massive lawsuit, millions of dollars. Who was going to control the company? And now three years later, owning the NWA, starting to run TV, um, you know, actually being able to execute our vision the way we want, having fantastic talent. I mean, look at the roster of people that we have. So many talented people. So. Words from our fearless leader, William Patrick Corgan. Hey, this is J-Cal's View, the journey of a journalist. I'm your host, J-Cal, and uh, today is media day for the National Wrestling Alliance. Um, I have a few interviews I'm going to uh, play for you here in just a moment. If you guys haven't already checked it out, uh, the NWA did do a press conference today. We are efforting to put up our footage. We did live stream it on our Instagram channel uh, at the Alliance blog. We're trying to get that available on all forms of uh, uh, media distribution. However, you can also check out uh, the NWA's YouTube page for the pretty much the same video. Um, but hey, I have a few more interviews and I uh, hope you guys will enjoy the show and uh, see you after the break. Initially, I thought Mr. David Marquez was going to be directing uh, the NWA power. That's the power with three R's. Um, but after talking to him, actually, I found out some interesting things. Now, I've known David Marquez for, wow, close to uh, close to 20 years, about 17 years or so. And uh, has always been very kind with his time. Today was no different. So without any further ado, Mr. David Marquez. You and I have been friends for a long time. You've been in the NWA for a long time. How does it feel to be back in Atlanta, knowing the history? I mean, going back to Georgia Championship Wrestling, going to Wildside and Anarchy with Bill Barron's 60th anniversary show that you produced. And now we're here again in Atlanta. It's, uh, it's really crazy, actually. Uh, even the WCW stuff that I did. Um, in a, in a weird way, it just feels right. Um, you know me, I'm, I'm rarely speechless, but being a part of the NWA in some capacity since the mid-90s, um, I've seen so much good, and then I've seen the ultimate evil in, in these three letters. Uh, luckily, I believe that the new custodians of them is going to do right by them. Not that we didn't. Right. Um, there were just too many agendas. Uh, if you look back at the history of the NWA, uh, Sam Mushnick was ultimately in control for many years. And the moment that he wasn't, the whole thing started to break up. When we were doing it, uh, whether if you want to go to Dennis Carluzzo and, and Howard, um, they tried, and Bob Trovich, they, they, they tried in those earlier days to put it all back together. But there was a larger voice that wouldn't accept uh, the lack of TBS and, and whatnot saying that the organization was a dead thing, the Shane Douglas stuff, all that. And we were always fighting against that for decades. Now, 
to this day, really. Um, but it's a, it's a good time to be around. It was great helping William and David uh, acquire the, the organization. Um, bittersweet in some ways. Um, really sad in others. That's just personal. Uh, I don't think that the public realizes how much time and money was spent fighting uh, to keep this thing. Right. Um, which isn't worth even talking about anymore. But uh, I'm just happy that uh, Lightning One is doing everything they can to do it the right way. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited that they have invited me to stick along and go with it and put me back on television, which is something I didn't expect that I would be on air uh, uh, doing again like in this role uh, behind a podium. I love the young sports coat with money. <laughs> that, that whole thing was, I went shopping the other day for, I had to buy new suits anyways, uh, for the Hollywood show too, because um, I'm hosting the Houston version of our show. Um, uh, which actually wasn't a part of this at all. That was that was that was happening, and then this happened. So we were shopping. I was shopping the other day. D-Man Dan Parker was with me. He put on this big, ugly yellow jacket. I put it on, and I we I knew it get attention, but um, not the attention that he got. Uh, and he's really upset at me for not purchasing it. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, who knows. I thought it was too expensive. As long as a hundred bucks. Yeah, if it was, you know, and I didn't want to walk around with like Dick Tracy. <laughs> if, it, uh, if it was like fifty dollars, forty-five dollars, I would have probably got it. So, turning tables just a little bit. Um, I mean, we talked this show. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really talked about specifically how many weeks, how many days uh, taping is going to be. What's the schedule look like? Uh, are you aware of that? Oh yeah, I know. Uh, we're doing two days. I think we're doing nine hours in two days. Uh, that was the last. I can confirm it. David, are we doing nine hours? Okay, so we're doing nine hours uh, in two days. Um, the, the, the studio, uh, I don't get jealous much, but the studio is uh, what I've always dreamed of, uh, honestly. You were at the Glendale studio. and That was my favorite incarnation of the show. Yeah, so the Glendale studio, this, this is those first... It's it's really interesting. So the Ocean View Pavilion and the Glendale Studio smashed together is uh, Georgia Public Television. Nice. Uh, since you've been to both, you'll know exactly what I talk about when you get in there. Uh, you're actually at Columbia Square, so yeah. even at Columbia Square, uh, we had a set, uh, different, uh, a traditional studio show set uh, with the podium and everything. We have that here. Uh, there's also elements of, uh, and I'm sure your listeners will enjoy this, uh, the best way to describe it is Ocean View Pavilion, so Championship Wrestling from Hollywood meets uh, uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling meets Memphis slash Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Wow, okay. So if you can take the best of all of that into one studio, that's what NWA Power is aesthetically to me. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I mean, when I said it was magic, uh, 
It really was when I walked in there. It's, it's, uh, everything's right. The equipment's great. Uh, Jack Shabresson from Hollywood director uh, Bill, Billy Trask is directing this show. And uh, uh, he's my protege. He, he started directing the show after me. And um, this is in great hands. Uh, I'll be doing some producing. But mostly I'm a talent on this show. So I really... How fitting is that, Dave? It's, it's kind of funny that I, uh, I, I'm trying not to butt in and be Mother Hen, too, because I know that these guys have it. Uh, I taught a good group, and not to mention the, the, the talent on the show. Like, ultimately, all the other names I've seen on their sheets, I've worked with just about everybody, and they either started with me somewhere somehow, or they, they were with me for a long time, so... You know, like Joe said, Joe Galley. He was like, uh, you know, I started in the stands watching the show, and now he's the lead broadcaster for this program. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and that goes back to you've been there for with Fergal and Machine Anderson and Rocky Romero and Samoa Joe and even John Cena. So you know, it's 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 been a it's been a crazy ride for thirty years. Right. Yeah. Who would have thought this all started when I met you uh, at Angel Stadium recording the World Series stuff? That's right. That is where we met. Yeah. yeah. Now we're shooting video for the Walt Disney Company. Um, and then uh, all the epic stuff, too. Epic pro wrestling. Wow. Yeah. No, it's been, it's, it's been interesting, Jason. Um, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I still don't know where I sit in the world of Southern California wrestling. Uh, it's such a opinionated, fickle market. Um, but uh, I do, you know me well enough that I don't care. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, all I care about are the guys, the girls, the women that uh, work with us. And... Um, uh, and in putting on the best thing we can, it's not for everybody, for sure. But uh, 130 TV stations says differently. So I'm, I'm very proud to have given these individuals platforms and for them to move on and do other things. Going back to World uh, Legion Wrestling, uh, my first company with Harley Race. Um, yeah, ironically enough, I don't know if people know this, Tim Storm was on those very first shows. Uh, it was almost 25 plus years ago. We, we talked about, uh, Tim and I talked uh, a couple years ago about when he wrestled Dan Severin. Yeah. On the TV world title yeah. some 20 years earlier. 25. Um, but yeah, no, that's true. We had Danny Severin on the show. He was the world champion at the time. Um, you guys used to sit on those shows. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like... You guys had a pretty good it's roster. I, I've always done this, you know. And it's always funny because I get these backhanded compliments all the time. And yeah, we're touting studio wrestling's returning and this that, but really never got anywhere. That's all I've ever done. That's that's kind of been my sentiment throughout this whole thing. And, and it's, I get it. And I'm not upset by no, the way. No, 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 no. <laughs> and, and, and I get it, but I also I do find the humor in it that Dave Marquez has pretty much been champion, championing studio wrestling for well over 20 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything we've ever done is studio wrestling um, even if it's in a big arena we always blocked it as such or right. uh, it doesn't matter if we were at the Orleans in Las Vegas or right here at the Phillips Arena in, in Atlanta right. uh, we always blocked it the right way and you know I've always tried bringing in the biggest names available to pair with uh, young talent to get them up and going and they and it's all worked all of it worked so here's a dumb question for you mm-hmm. Uh, what is the status of the Night Wrestling Network as it stands today? Now, I know we have Championship Wrestling from Arizona. Yep. 
Championship Wrestling in Hollywood. I know we're looking at Silver State Wrestling, yes. which is on the, on the horizon. Yes. Uh, the show is being syndicated CW30 in Tennessee, the new Hall, uh, Houston project. Yep. What is the status of United States? Well, it's kind of evolved. Like I said earlier, uh, Sam Mushnick was ultimately in charge of the NWA. Now William Corrigan is 100% in charge of the NWA. Uh, with United Wrestling Network, in the beginning, I wanted to continue what we were doing in the NWA with having uh, participating promoters and, and the whole thing, traveling champions. But what I'm learning, or have learned, is that everybody's their own boss. And no one wants to really follow a protocol. Uh, and I understand. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand it. But... Hi. <laughs> William Corrigan just got a bunch of it. But, um, you know, it just did... It, I don't know if it's working or not working. There's some people who are really interested in the concept. Um, so what I've done was just say, look, if I can go into a market that I've never been before, like Arizona, Tucson, I don't live in Tucson, but I said three years ago or whatever, hey, let's go into a small town where I know television would be easy to get on and do a show. So we got a casino, we went and we did the TVs, we ended up on the CW channel in that town. Uh, it worked out fantastic. Um, then I said, okay, let's, let's syndicate the thing. We got it in Yuma on an ABC station. Okay, it's working great. Then we went ahead and moved it to Tucson. Then we got on Tucson TV, and that's still to this day doing fantastic. Then we moved the show from Phoenix to Tucson. Uh, one, it was closer drive by hours. Right. Uh, two, the metro area is a little more into it and whatnot. Uh, and uh, I just said, let me do it. I did it, trying to prove to everybody, much like Hollywood, like a lot of people don't understand why Hollywood even exists. The reason why the, the, we were doing a show called Wrestling Showcase before, um, that was a uh, satellite dish, and, uh, yeah, Colors TV, yeah, Colors TV, and we ended up on Mav TV for a while, That's right. Uh, and we did that, and uh, luckily Trovich allowed me to kind of be 800 pound gorilla, kind of, with, you know, and taking the world championships from the East Coast for the first time, and we put them on the West Coast, uh, all the titles really, um, I mean even the national title, even though it was on uh, uh, Gunner, uh, we, we were still kind of... Uh, Creative narrative started with Pepper Parks, really. But uh, we had the TV, so we did that. And then people in the organization were telling me that no one would buy buy a show, and I didn't want them to buy the shows, you know. And just like William said, and he was up here, you uh, you could operate at a loss, and, and we did that for a long time. We're not doing it anymore, but we were, we were operating that way for a long time. So with the Arizona show. And the, the Hollywood show, the reason I did it was out of spite, just to prove my I'm Los Angeles, the second largest market in the U.S. Right. So we shot the shows. And, uh, and Madonna was a producer on those original shows. Uh, and Pierce and whatnot. So we did it. We put it on the air on a high-power, full-power TV station in L.A. And we've been on there for nine years. And everyone was telling me we couldn't do it. And I was just trying to get everybody involved. But that was the problem with the NWA. There was no follow, uh, monkey see, monkey do. Everybody had their own narrative. Everyone had their own agenda. And uh, when we were trying to create a national narrative, uh, it was very much red state, blue state. 
and that is how not to sway it the other way that's how we lost it so uh, going to Silver State Wrestling was something else I don't live in Nevada I don't have that much ties there other than some talent I know and yeah I ran a few big events there but it, it just made sense to create that type of, an, uh, of, a, of a loop which is the idea Arizona, California, Nevada uh, and have TV to, to fill all that and I go more traditional route I, I was told this the other day and I didn't realize this by our syndicator we are the only syndicated television show Ring of Honor can't be considered syndicated because they're must carry. They're not syndicated. They're just put on. Like any any uh, AEW is uh, is, a, is a partnership. Uh, WWE is a license. Uh, uh, Impact had to buy a channel to put themselves on, basically. And I'm not talking down on them. It's just it, just think about it. I have to convince station managers to carry our programming. And um, and luckily now I got the Walt Disney Company and ABC to. to work with us in Houston. That's an ABC station. That's a Disney station. So, I was beyond shocked when they said yes. 1230s on Saturday nights. You know, we're coming out of the news, they have an eyewitness news, and that goes into Castle, and then that goes into us. It was amazing. I didn't, I didn't imagine. Okay. I, 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 I never, never realized that uh, a big corporation like Disney would say yes. Yeah. And hopefully that opens up other avenues with the other ABC-owned stations, which is WABC New York, KBC Los Angeles, WLS 7 Chicago, KGO 7 in San Francisco, and so on. So if this works in Houston, I'm, I'm all for it. But without babbling, which I think I've started to do, uh, we've, we've, we've done something special. I'm very proud of everything we've done. There's a lot of fights, a lot of scratches, a lot of everything. But we've done it, we're here, and we're going to do it again. So, yeah, a lot of fun catching up with my good buddy Dave Marquez. As we were talking about Tim Storm, he happened to walk into the room and was more than happy to give me some time. So, here it is, uh, Tim Storm. What's going on? Just an incredible guy. I've talked, you know, texted him back and forth. Great guy. So, Tim, this is this. This, uh, this moment has been essentially two years in the making um, the feud between you and Nick Aldis has led up to this moment tonight you're going to get an opportunity to face him for essentially the title the title that meant so much to your mountaintop how are you feeling? it's a little mixed right now to be honest with you um, growing up where I did in the south literally 6.05, Saturday you know, afternoon, right. Atlanta, Georgia, NWE defined wrestling for me. Uh, I knew it was the best. That whole mountaintop thing was not something that was prepared. I'm not a big, I'm not a big promo preparing guy. I just, I believe 
I don't know, one of my favorite wrestling books is Mick Foley, and says Dusty gave him the advice of don't practice promos, go out there and just speak from the heart and lean more. So when that, when that came out uh, in California, it, that, that's, you're just, it's real, it's what I feel. And I think I heard somebody say the other day that they saw it as you know a reality for me, that that was the highest I was ever going to go, but that's not how I looked at it. it for me, it, there is nothing higher. So, kind of my feelings right now. I know I'm prepared. There's no doubt in my in my mind that I can beat him because I've beat him out there, right? I mean, it's, but I also know how good he is, and it's one of those things where the NWA World Heavyweight Title has defined my 25 years of wrestling. I would have wrestled no matter what. Right. That's my passion. But it has been what's defined. And, you know, Nick showed up and made it off. And he didn't have to make, to be honest with you. He did not have to give me another shot. So, I look at it and I think, because I, I caught a lot of heat initially, because it took me nine months to answer it. And a lot of people are like, well, why would you? you got to say yes to that. And I'm like, well, do it. Yeah. Because what if he's not champion? Because there was, there was discussion at place for, for Cody and I to wrestle. I mean, there was a lot of things going on. And my whole thought was, okay, wait a minute. So if I go out and have one bad night, I'm done. Right. 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 Um, but you also have to have confidence in what you do. And I'm not getting younger. I need to I need to cash that while I can. Right. So I know I'm prepared. I know I'm ready. I know I can beat him. And he basically gasoline on the fire um, okay if I if I lose I don't get another shot not, not a dick I don't think there's any higher motivation than that because it truly means that much to me. so turning gears just slightly different your wrestling career you know I don't think you've been more well known than you are right now but you're not new to wrestling by any stretch you've been wrestling for many many years and in fact, we was just talking to Dave Marquez about World Beach Wrestling. Yeah. Well, you stepped in the ring for the World's Heavyweight Championship almost 25 years ago. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about your match with Dan Sermon and how you felt that match went? <laughs> and, and, and the parallels between the, the Tim Storm then versus the Tim Storm now? Completely different. Um, okay, completely different wrestler. Put it that way. I had been in the business less than a year. Uh, a lot of the guys probably deserved the shot before I did uh, the, in the organization that was in. But I was also 6'3", 300 pounds, fairly. Not too far out of college football. You know, I, very competitive. Uh, how did it go? He, he, he wasn't good. I was not ready. I wasn't ready physically. I didn't have the knowledge. I wasn't mentally prepared. I mean, a lot of people, I think... A lot of people may remember Dan Severn now as a professional wrestler, and that's it. But Dan Severn was one of the baddest men on the planet. Uh, MMA, before MMA was, you know, exploded. Yeah, he beat me, and I, it was not, a, it was not good. Um, I had 25 years now, or 23 years to prepare, and I know I've proved I can win. I proved I can carry the title. I proved I can carry the organization uh, for over a year. That's addictive. That, that gets in your blood, and you, there's there is no greater feeling, there is no greater uh, physical high than being the WWE World Champion, and knowing that um, I 
and Nick is giving me the fuel and basically say, I mean, it's, it, I hate to say it this way, I can't lose. I mean, that's it. I just, I can't lose. Whatever that takes at this point. That sounds bad because that's not, that's not my nature. But the truth is, whatever it takes, I have to win tonight. Hey, I mean, you're back to a quarter, right? Yep. That's it. I know that you got to get out of here. Exactly. Thank you, man. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Good luck tonight. Thank you.